no, I just want to redo this room all together. I don't like the color scheme to it. I mean, it's it's fall, but I just feel like it takes away from everything. This room could be so much better than it is. But, I mean, we got a lot to do in this house. Yeah, you want to redo all of the rooms in this house. You don't like any of them. Pretty much. I just, I don't like the fact that they think that this is a primary color to use throughout the house. I mean, it's it's a pumpkin spice color, right? They didn't use that color anywhere else. The other that, ones are the chocolate milk, <laughs> that we call it. No, 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 no. The color of the, the ceiling in the living room and everywhere else they have those stupid tiles. Even if it's just a living room, that's that color. Oh. <laughs> you want me to go look? I'll go look. No, it's fine. Okay. So, no, I just think, I don't know. I just want more for this room. But, yeah, there's so much to work on in this house. And I have a feeling that the way that my luck runs, by the time we start actually getting into things and getting things where we want them, tornado. It'll be the one in, like, 200-year tornado that hits here. I mean, we moved here. You know, and part of the reason we moved here, we were excited about having more mild winters, right? <laughs> and what happened the first two years? It snowed. Right. <sighs> it's looking like it's going to be more mild. I've been enjoying just the rain. You need to stop talking about that because you haven't been here Shh. for it. And it never happened before Christmas. And now when it I'm It happened right. after Christmas. And now when I'm right. You We're say good. that, but the, the nope. today was the last warm day, and then the nah. temperatures drop, and the low, like, tonight alone is supposed to go down in the 30s, nah, and fun. then in, like, five days, it's supposed to be the low as 23, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, uh, you know what? I don't trust our forecast five days out. I never have. It's never right. Uh, we could have gone fishing last Friday, and we would have been fine, and it was supposed to get freezing there, so, and it didn't, so. I, I'm just highly convinced meteorologists are just having fun making shit up. That's all there is to it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Stupid Podcast on Everything, where I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. Where we talk about everything and nothing all at the same time by two people who grew up in to- totally different lifestyles, but still managed to agree on some stuff. <laughs> so, what are we starting with today? Um, well, I've got a few Reddit posts here. Um, four very different ones. We've okay. got one from Petty Revenge, one from Am I the A-Hole, one from True Off My Chest, and one from Pro Revenge. Wow. I think somebody went a little Reddit crazy today. Well, <laughs> I, these are actually saved over, I think two of them I saved yesterday and two of them today. So, okay. you know, just working ahead. Sounds good. Let's go. So we'll start with the Pro Revenge because I feel like you'll definitely, <laughs> you'll you'll feel good about this one. I always do. And I, so revenge is always karma. To me. And this is a this is an older one. It's five years old, but it's a good one. It's a classic. Okay. Um, it's from user Doctor Rave Ninja, and it's titled "Harass My Daughter on Minecraft." You can't hide from me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, okay. So my daughter, who was about eight at the time, was really into Minecraft, as most kids are are these days. Also desperately wanting to join the YouTube slash Let's Play culture, I had installed some screen recording software that would let her make videos of the game she was playing so she could later upload them to YouTube. Mm. Anyways, one day I'm minding my own business when I hear her quietly sniffling over on the computer. I asked her what was wrong, but she didn't want to tell me, so I let it go, but decided to keep an eye on her. 
A few minutes later, I discovered what was happening. Someone was harassing not only her, but also all the other kids playing on whatever server she was on. This kid, we'll call him Little Shithead, or LS, <laughs> was saying shit about how he was going to rape my eight-year-old daughter. She told him how she was hoping he would stop, how he was going to hack into her IP and steal all her info, swearing profusely, remember, this is a game for kids, and etc., etc. By this time, I had gotten my fiancé involved, and she was also obviously quite upset at what a little shit this kid was being. Mm -hmm. We realized that our daughter had been recording the entire incident, and a plan began to form. I started by googling LS's username. There were several hits immediately, the most interesting of which involved a page where he was publicly applying to be a mod for a server on Minecraft. I was able to learn a lot about this little piece of shit. He claimed to be 15, likes hockey, used to live in Toronto, but now lives in Florida. But the bombshell was easily his Skype contact info. It was literally first name dot last name. I know your <laughs> name now, you little shit. So I head over to Facebook and search for the name. Nothing. Hmm. On a hunch, I searched for just the last name while narrowing my results to only the state of Florida. Several dozen hits. Hmm. So I have to start combing through each one until I find what I was looking for. A middle-aged man with the same last name whose profile indicates he was born in Toronto and now lives in Florida. I found your dad, you little shit. So I sent him a message on Facebook asking if he had a son named First Name who goes by his username on Minecraft. Dad confirmed I had the right guy. So my wife begins telling the dad everything that Ellis was saying to my daughter and we sent him the recorded video as proof. Radio silence for a few days. Then we got the message back. LS had his computer taken away from him for the entire summer and also had been lying about his age. He was only 11, I think. His parents were fucking livid with him and he surely hated the next few months of his life. No one fucks with my daughter. And then they did an edit mm -hmm. thanking everybody for um, blowing up the post and then um, and also wanted to point out that uh, they understood that Minecraft isn't just for kids, but it's most likely <laughs> the biggest demographic for kids still. I, I was wondering how long before somebody was like, hey, because yeah. that was my response when you said that. <laughs> I and still then they also uh, somebody the top comment was somebody uh, posting a link mm -hmm. and saying all kids should go through this course before playing games online. Nice. I'm sure it's a bullying, anti-bullying yeah. awareness type situation because, yeah, you can be found. You can be found. Trust me, there's a 42-year-old in Dallas, Texas, who uh, tried to get my daughter to send in, you know, illicit pictures of him mm -hmm. that knows for a fact that you can be found. I mean, that's just, you just... Uh, and for an 11-year-old boy to get mm -hmm. his computer taken away all of summer, that's like, that's like jail for an adult. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> and hopefully, hopefully more than that. Hopefully it was so burned into him. I mean, like mm -hmm. my youngest, when, you know, when she was trying to be a bully, I wasted no time in setting her straight, making sure that she understood that being a bully wasn't going to yield the consequences that she ever thought it was. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we took everything away from her. She had nothing she had a pillow and a blanket in her room, and that was it. We took everything away from her because that just doesn't fly. Yeah, I hate no. bullies in every way, shape, and form. So, yeah, good on the dad being able to find that. Good good on them being uh, lucky enough that their daughter had recorded all of it and it got sent over. And, and good on the dad of, of the bully because yeah. he didn't go and be like, oh, my child will mm -hmm. never. He was like, uh, really? Huh? And took his fucking computer away. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, where I've had to deal with the incidents where, again, I'm, I've said this story before, where the kid beat up my daughter and because of his religious uh, background and his family's color of their skin, the 
school was scared to do anything. Yeah. And <laughs> nope. Consequences. The dad decided that they weren't going to do anything and try to defend his son. Okay. I destroyed their everything. Yep. So, yeah, that's the way it works. They lost their house. He lost his job. They lost their cars. They lost their credit cards. They lost their internet. Yeah. I took everything and they had to move. So, haha. Anyway, good. Good on you, OP. Definitely. Mm-hmm. That's a good story. With, it sounds like with a good outcome. Yep. So then the second one is from r slash true of my chest from uh, the user wife stole the money. Mm-hmm. It's a throwaway because the title is my wife stole our daughter's college money to fund her shopping addiction and wants me to take <sighs> the blame. Mm. Okay. So. I'm stuck in between a rock and a hard place and I don't know what to do. And the problem is I can't discuss this with anyone I'm close to with, you know, for privacy reasons. I've been with my wife, Andrea, 48 female, and my stepdaughter, Cassie, 17 female, for eight years now. I love them both to death, but Cassie is a very brilliant young woman. Recognizing her potential, me and Andrea decided to put together a college fund for Cassie so she wouldn't be crushed by debt. Over the years, it has amounted to over $200,000. Cassie is aware of this and is banking on it since she's trying to get into the Ivy League. To make a long story short, last week I found out that almost $170,000 of the money was missing from the account. account. I freaked the fuck out and asked Andrea if she knew anything about it. She teared up and said that she had been spending the money over the years to fund her spending habit. I was furious, Mm -hmm. but I had a moment of clarity. I've browsed these subs enough to know that an affair was possible, so I asked her if she was having one. She adamantly denied it and offered any proof I needed. Social media accounts, emails, her work phone, everything. She offered to show me the receipts as well. There was nothing that popped out as suspicious, and the math from the receipts added up as well, so I let it go. But we still had the, ma- the major problem of the <laughs> money being gone. She described herself as a shopping addict, and the money from Cassie's account was just too tempting not to use. She didn't make excuses, but offered no solutions. As stated before, I was beyond furious. She ruined Cassie's chances at going to college debt-free and has changed the trajectory of her whole life. I asked about her to stay... I had asked her to stay with her sister while I tried to figure this out. Cassie was concerned about why she was leaving, but we just said we needed a little bit of space. I asked Andrea to come home, to come back home yesterday, and we had an extremely long discussion about how to handle this. She stopped me from talking and asked a favor of me. She asked if I could take the fall for her. For context, her and Cassie don't get along for a variety of reasons, and knowing how independent Cassie is, she will probably leave right after college, if not during. In fact, me and Cassie get along very well, and she comes to me for a lot of her issues. Andrea fears this will permanently drive Cassie away, and she doesn't want to lose her. I told her that before we even talk about that, she needed to acknowledge her mistake and own it. She needed to go to individual therapy. We needed couples counseling. She needed to find a shopaholic support group, and that I would be controlling the finances from now on. She said those terms were steep, but fair. I said she needed to tell Cassie what she did, apologize, and hope for the best. She refused and said that she could never lose Cassie. She said I could survive the mistake, but she couldn't. I told her that in order to even consider me taking the fall, she needs to agree to my terms. I don't know what the hell to do. The last thing I want to do is lie to Cassie, but I don't want Andrea and Cassie to split up forever. And the worst part about this whole thing is that Cassie's life is ruined either way, and I don't know how to replenish the money other than maybe borrowing from my 401k. Reddit, do you have any suggestions? Divorce is always an option, but I love Andrea despite her mistakes, and me dating at age 52 is next to impossible. And then they gave an edit. And then said, after everyone in here knocked some sense into me, I realized that I can't lie to Cassie. I love her too much and she deserves the absolute truth, no matter how ugly and hard it is. I will be talking to Andrea and telling her that we need to tell her the truth together as a condition of us staying together or else I will initiate divorce proceedings and tell Cassie anyway. 
Also, as someone suggested, I don't need her trying to flip the script on me, so I'll record our interactions going forward. Thanks. And then there's a second update, but I won't read that until after you give your opinion, because I this one is going to hit close to home for you. <laughs> Fuck your wife. Fuck her. She should be your fucking ex. I'm sorry. Wow. No, I'm not even sorry. To hell with this. That is lying. That is manipulative. That is bullshit. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. You know what? No, hell fucking no. And I, and I know all of a sudden we're going to go back into the explicit pile where today I looked at us and we're in family friendly, but today we're going to go back and explicit on everybody's podcast. I don't give a fuck. No, you do not take the fucking blame in any way, shape or form. Your wife has built her relationship with her daughter on her own terms. You haven't done anything about that. Your wife sitting there and blaming something. There's no illness. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You're a shopaholic. No, you have no willpower. You are a selfish fucking Ah, you are a waste of skin. You are a horrible human being. You do not deserve any kind of quarter. I don't care if it drives the wedge. You don't deserve that wedge. Your daughter's going to look at you. You're going to try. She wants you to take the fall. Like, no way. We're, we're talking, not talking about a $70,000 fall. We're talking about a $130,000 fall. I'm sorry. I had my college money stolen from me and it was a lot less than that. And that just was icing on the cake. Like, I just look at that as just another story that's on there. But if your daughter loves you, the moment you hear, again, this comes into the priorities of a relationship. When you and I are in a relationship, you are my number one. I make it very clear that the moment that we have kids, if we have kids, the kids become my number one. They should be your number one, too. That was the decision that we made. And in no way, shape or form should our child's relationship with us in any way suffer because of you know anything else because that's just selfish your wife I, okay i'm, I'm gonna blame you on one aspect of this how the hell yeah that's what i want to know you, how the hell how? did you go that long without looking at the bank account mm-hmm. i look at all of my bank accounts on a weekly basis checking everything making sure there's no weird charges when i see them and and you you lost a hundred and thirty thousand dollars before i'm gonna assume over the course of years you know, it, it, no, you can't, you, you have to take some of the responsibility in this. Number one, number two, you have to sit there and I don't care if it's your 401k. I don't care if it means that you're going to retire in an apartment. If you gave your daughter this expectation, then you damn well better fill it. You better fulfill this or you are not just, just your integrity is just shot. That's it. If I say I'm going to do something for my family, I do it. I do it no matter what. If I have to work two, three jobs, look, I was driving a truck. I was violating the ELD. I was violating every law that was out there. I did not care. I did everything I could to take care of my family because I needed to do it. And I did it and I busted my tail. And then when I could stop doing it and still able to meet the obligations of my family, I did that. It was not the first time I've done anything illegal and and it won't be the last if I need to. Your obligation is to your daughter, your obligations to your kids and then your spouse and then your family. And then outside of that, that's it. You got to do whatever it's going to take, but no, you know what? I would divorce because you know what your wife shows you? Your wife shows you that in no way, shape or form does she love you or your daughter more than herself. And that is not anybody you're going to have a relationship with. You think 52 is hard to date? Imagine what 72 is going to be when she bankrupts you and you're both homeless. Seriously, you, if somebody gets away with something like that, they're going to do it again. You, oh, your, your, your punishment is steep and harsh. No, it isn't. 
you are not even close. You are lucky that I'm even still considering being married to you. It doesn't matter if you love her. I absolutely love my wife. If my wife did that, I would be absolutely no hesitation because logic and integrity have no place with emotion. And I would just be like, "Mm -mm, it's over. It's done. You know, I may not see my wife for Christmas. Why? Financial obligations, period. You know, that's, that's where it is. I have missed a Christmas. I have missed birthdays. I have missed those things. Why? Because I needed to make financial obligations to take care of my family and afford them the lifestyle that they were used to. Your daughter thinks she's going to get a free ride, uh, a full ride in an Ivy League college. Then, yeah. How old is she? Did you say how old she was? 17, I think. She's 17, so she's Uh, almost... Yeah, 17. That's too bad. If she was like 13 or 14, I would say get your ass out here to Texas because... Texas has preparatory schools that you, you graduate the preparatory schools and do well in those and you can get a free ride in college. But uh, no, you have to do whatever it's going to take. Because, so are you ready for the second edit? Uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm because I'm just too worked up on this one. Wow. No, your wife is your wife should not be your wife. And you you need a man up, period. So his second edit. I want to thank everyone here for really opening my eyes yesterday. You're all right. I need to put Cassie first. And like I said, I will be telling the absolute truth. Even Mm -hmm. if she gets mad at me and disowns me, at least I'll know I did the right thing. In addition, I'm going to pay for her college myself. I can pull money from a couple of places, such as my retirement and inheritance. Hell yeah. So it'll be okay. If I have to live a little frugally during retirement and work a few extra years, then so be it. Cassie is worth it. I honestly doubt her mother is going to sell her stuff, so that's why I'm taking this route. As for Andrea, I've been criticized for wanting to let Andrea off the hook, so to speak, but it's easy to say when really deep feelings aren't involved. That being said, I don't think I can stay with her. What she mm. did is horrendous, and she ruined our daughter's future for her addiction. We had a long discussion late last night, and I threatened divorce until she told Cassie the truth. She begged me not to do this, but I put my foot down, and eventually she agreed. But only if I agreed not to divorce, and I helped to repair the relationship. I likely won't be doing either. She made her bed so she can sleep in it. So if I have to update, I'll probably just make a whole new post. Thanks a lot, guys. <sighs> so everything I hear said, he listened. Come Everybody on. in the comments was saying the same thing. Uh. And then the top comment thread, I'm going to mm-hmm. go through a few of these. Yeah. Um, one person... He said, do not lie to Cassie. That's punishing her for her mother's sins. Mm -hmm. It will come out eventually. Her mother needs to be honest. And somebody responded to that and said, also check your credit reports with all three bureaus and lock that shit down like yesterday. No shit. And then somebody else said, also check that no cards or loans have been taken out in Cassie's name. And then somebody else Mm -hmm. said, this absolutely needs to be seen. It's easy to want to trust your partner and easy to not think about identity theft, but that's one of the common next steps for her to take. OP, Mm -hmm. if you thought your daughter's life was ruined now, if your wife takes out loans in her name, it will make this look like nothing. Absolutely. And then this is the one that that I wanted to get to because of that. This is a love my wife for 16 years, trusted her with all the finances. We were a team, right? One example of dozens. Every time she went shopping, she pocketed $200 cash from the checkout while paying for groceries. For years, she was skimming 400 to $600 in cash and hiding it. Even when our financial backs were to, for, were to the wall mm-hmm. and we started bouncing a few checks, she never mentioned her stash. I had to take out loans at murderous interest rates to float us while she sat on all that cash. And she was a stay-at-home mom the entire time. I trusted too much because I was in love. I learned. I guess it's your time, brother. I feel your hurt and betrayal and sympathy. But I feel better than I have in decades, a few years after the divorce. Mm-hmm. So, as much as it sucks... You need to divorce her, OP. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. You cannot uh, stay with no, her after that. No. I don't care if you made a promise you to not tell. You don't live for your wife when you have kids. 
Yeah. That's that's it. And then if your wife is willing to make your daughter a victim, like there's there's no part of her that doesn't know that. Mm-hmm. You know, she's making your daughter. She made your daughter a victim. So I'm glad. I am so glad you did the right thing. Holy crud. I feel so happy right now. Mm-hmm. Thank you for saving that second edit. But I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you guys can't tell. No, I, I literally I have this personal experience with this. So I, I feel that. And you know what? Lying is never the answer to your kids ever, ever, ever. Okay. Like from something as simple as Santa Claus to, you know, why did daddy go to jail? Just there's, there's just no reason to lie to your kids Mm -hmm. ever. And because it's going to get found out and you're going to, you're going to live with it until you go to get it off your chest. You know, people are just, uh, (sighs) she wasn't your wife. The moment she did that, she was literally financially and emotionally cheating on you. And same with that set with that post that you wanted to read. Yeah. They got they got into a financial struggle and that and that guy's wife was just holding on to the money. Yeah. She no. was doing that shit as a nest egg. That was literally she was making her own exit. No. No. No way. <laughs> no. Okay. <sighs> what 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 do we got next? What do we got next? So the next <laughs> one is from uh our slash am I the A hole from a throwaway account titled Am I the A hole for telling my husband's daughter to stop calling me mom? So, Mm. I, 42 female, met my husband, 44 male, six years ago, and we have been married for two years. He has a daughter, 7 female, from a previous marriage that didn't end well after his ex cheated on him. His daughter rarely ever sees her mom, and she constantly travels the world. I feel awful that his daughter hasn't had a good mother figure in her life, so I have been trying my best to take her out to do girly things and bond with her since her mother isn't around to do so. She always would call me by my first name, but for the first time when we were sitting at the table for dinner, she called me mom, and it just didn't feel right. It made me feel uncomfortable. I told her that, quote, I'm sorry, but I'm not your mother. You can't call me that, sweetie, end quote. And she was shocked and started to tear up a bit. My husband and I were arguing all night, telling me that what I did was awful. He told me that she feels comfortable and close enough to, call, to, for, to me to call me mom, and I should feel special for her calling me mom. He doesn't want to see how I feel from my side. Her mother is still very much alive, and I don't want to disrespect her by taking her title as mom. It all feels very awkward, and I'm used to her calling me by my name. Life was moving so smoothly until she had to call me mom. So am I the a-hole for not wanting to be called mom? Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Um, you can go first. Go ahead. So, 100%, I believe that you're the a-hole. I, there's <laughs> no part of me. I She was... It's that... Maybe this is just the the just how much i care about kids in Mm -hmm. me that i feel that girl's heartbreak the fact that she was in a vulnerable and moment and trusted you enough to call you mom Mm -hmm. and you immediately shot it down like that is the worst and it's something that's so big i already i'm a sensitive person and i hate when i'm excited to tell somebody something or if i'm like super hyped when i'm you know talking about one of my interests or something and then the person i'm talking to shoots it down mm-hmm. or says something like, well, why are you talking so much? Or why are you yelling? Why are you so loud? And things like that. It makes me not want to talk. And that's already like, that's not that big of a deal. That's just me talking about something random. I couldn't even imagine what it's like to literally be, that's just such a vulnerable moment. Y'all are sitting mm-hmm. down for dinner. You guys are probably having a normal conversation, but it's enough that she probably thought about it for forever. Oh, she did. Yeah. hundred percent. She did. She's seven. Yeah. hundred percent. So she she's only seven years old 
And so, but she's old enough to know what she was going to do. Mm-hmm. She knew what she was oh, thinking she about it. it. She, she worked up it. to she it. She rehearsed it. Absolutely. Yeah. And then she finally did it. And you just told her not to do that. Yeah. Your husband is right for arguing with you. And I'm glad that he stuck up for her because that was awful. You need to apologize to her and tell her that honestly, just tell her the truth, but without making it her fault. You have to 100% tell the truth, yeah. making it your fault. I didn't know how to react. It honestly surprised me and say that you were very excited and mm-hmm. happy. You just, you, whatever it is, the, the trauma in you, like, literally be honest about it. The trauma in you, the uncomfortableness in you, and it's not her Your fault. Your insecurity. Yeah. You, Why do you care? I, I, hmm. <sighs> okay, sorry. And, sorry. and I can understand it being uncomfortable, and I appreciate that you're the kind of person that the reason that you have is because you don't want to take the title from somebody else, but Mm -hmm. it's still, that's something that you work out in a soft manner later on. If it's something that you and your husband would talk about later on and he got mad at you after, even if you didn't say anything at the time, that's different. But you shot her down in that moment. And Mm -hmm. that is where I don't care. You were an asshole the moment you told her not to do that. No matter how gently you put it, you told her right then and there not to do it immediately after she did it. No, you are hundred percent an asshole. That is like the worst thing. You're like that is what gets kids to stop talking mm-hmm. to people. That is what shuts them down from trusting you for anything. She will forever remember that. So no, you're you're an asshole. That's that's my two cents on that. This is gonna hundred percent. You're an asshole. I just that that's it. Mm-hmm. You were an asshole. You did an asshole thing at an asshole time in an asshole place. hundred percent. That little girl, seven years old. Right. Who you at the beginning of of your post acknowledge that the woman who shot her out of her, you know, fallopian tubes has no part of her life. Right. You literally you acknowledge this. You say this. And you know what? Here it is again. It sounds like your husband has his head on right, because in the same situation, when Kiki came into my life, when Nikki came into my life and everything the way they came in was very clear and I made it very clear and I've lived to that to this day that the kids are, are the innocent. The, the kids are the absolute innocence. It's they're the, they're never going to be the victims. They're never going to feel that I spend more time or care more about you or Nikki or anybody else than I do them. Not even their own mom. That's the way it works. My life is given and uh, given up in forfeit for my daughters. And that's the way it is. Now we have Anna, Anna is 16 years old and Anna has never had a a male parental figure in her Mm -hmm. life before me. And she has, I have heard her basically when she calls me her parent being very endearing about it. Like I've heard her get to that point where I, I'm like, I'm waiting for the D word, you know? And I'm like, okay. And that would be me doing the right thing. And I can't think of anything more, you know, (sighs) Com- it's, it, what, what, what's the word? What, what is it when like somebody b- says something like that and you're like, holy crap, there's like just be nothing better. I know there's a word for it and I can't remember the word, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Darn it. Ah, okay. But there, there is, there would be nothing more. Oh my gosh. In my life than, than that. And when she, when her mom said, Hey, what about making you a legal guardian? And I asked her what she thought about that. And she was so excited. I w- she was like, would you want to be my guardian? I'm like, nothing would excite me more than that. You know, it's like you, you take that on. That's that's the way he looked at it. That's his daughter that her own mother, the person that gave birth to her, wants nothing to do with. 
And she sat there and she was like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And we're going to eat dinner. And I'm going to go, thanks mom. Right. Like she's just going to pass the peas and I'm going to say, thanks mom. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and just trying to make it a thing, just trying it out. And rather than you either trying it out or getting into this relationship, knowing he had a daughter and saying, Hey, you know what? My goal should, should be that I want her to call me mom. I want her to look at me as a mom. I want her to have a positive life. You just traumatized her in one fell swoop. Mm -hmm. She will never forget that moment. She will never forget the meal. She'll never forget what the room smelled like. She'll never forget what you were wearing. That's how much you've traumatized her. It's never going away. I know my parents were married and divorced three separate times apiece. I have had so many parents that it's not even funny. I think I might have more parents than siblings if I did the math. And I know what that little girl feels like. And you did it. So yeah, you're the asshole. hundred percent. You should go to your, your husband. If he's yelling at you about it or arguing with you about it, he's right. You need to really decide what you want, because if this is the relationship, she's part of that relationship. You can't sit there and say, this is the relationship except for this. You knew she was there from the beginning. There was no surprise. There was nothing hiding from you. He didn't go, I, I now pronounce you man and wife. Oh, yeah. Hey, by the way, surprise. So, no. I'm, hmm, you're the asshole. Suck it up. And not in a good way. I've called people assholes in the past and told them to wear a badge for it. You should just wear your shame. And you need to get it through your head that you weren't number one in this relationship. Please tell me there's an edit. There is not. Damn. Okay, so we have Petty Revenge next? Yep. Okay, go for it. So this one is from user author-austin-brent titled, I'll just undo the last six months. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Okay. So, applied for a government job working for my county's assessor's office Mm -hmm. got it decided it would be a good job to keep as a career so i tried my absolute best to keep up with everything kept my head down was polite tried to be nice etc the tasks were pretty simple for me draw some maps verify some property boundaries organize some papers i was so bent on keeping this job that i actually took on a side project for their office the manager had assigned a geolocation accuracy project that was just idiotic the county didn't need it for any reason i think she just wanted to look good She actually wanted to find the rotation of the north arrow on the 10,000 plus maps down to one second. For those who don't know, look up degrees, minutes, seconds. It's basically one thirty-six hundredth of a degree. Very precise. The north arrows had been placed on another tech and rotated ambiguously to whatever looked like north. The rotation of the north arrow was completely useless because it wasn't based on any other angles or rotations. It was just plopped down, but she wanted to know anyways, so I didn't ask. Mm. Anyway, I looked into their files and saw that this project was going on for 10 years. Exactly the amount of time she had been manager there. Nobody really did anything. The organization was bad. The data was incomplete. The process (laughs) was dated. So one week, the entire office was out on vacation, my manager and two peers. I decided, you know what? I'm sick of looking for jobs. I want this job as my career. I did all of my work and all of their work, and I reorganized the geolocation accuracy project and made an Excel sheet that basically did it for you. The next two months, I finished it completely. For those who don't know, the county works on a fiscal year. Mm -hmm. 
So everything has to be done by a single date every year. When I started work, they were six months behind. I put the pedal to the metal and we were able to catch up and submit everything in time. For the next two months, my manager completely ghosted me. Didn't give me the assignments, didn't talk to me, didn't answer my questions, wouldn't even open the door for me. I found my own work, helped my co- co-workers, and kept busy. Asked if I did something wrong or if I could improve somehow, and she said, nope, my, work, my work's good, just keep doing what I'm doing. At the end of my six months, to the day, she hands me an evaluation sheet filled with lies. I was mm-hmm. pawning my work off to, onto my co-workers. I was being disruptive. I was late almost every day. I was bad with customers, blah, blah, blah. And as she hands me this paper, fires me on the spot. Right after the fiscal delivery, I confronted her big time. All she had to say was, doesn't matter, and that's all you're getting. I asked her how she could say I hadn't done any work. If she even looked at the geolocation project or kept track of what I had been doing, she gave some obtuse answer and said, doesn't matter. I was convinced she was afraid I would take her job. Mm -hmm. When I started working on it, I made a backup folder filled with her original files, nearly 700 Excel sheets. Mm -hmm. Cut, copy, select all, delete. Mm -hmm. I was there one minute and gone the next. Have fun working on that project for the next 125 years. (sighs) And that's, wow. (laughs) I'm I'm glad you got a little bit of vindication on that, but yeah, that's, that's uh, what it came down to was, you know, you work really hard and they see that you work hard. You're not working at government pace. And that's the thing is government. Mm-hmm. You can work yourself out of a job. I did it. I did it with FEMA. So yeah, my manager stopped talking to me and everything else. Didn't want anything to pretty much do with me until I was like, okay, I'm out of here, you know, but mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's a different story, but, but as far as the lying part, yeah, I had somebody do that. I had somebody do that in an accounting job. They literally tried to lie about me and I was like, Oh, okay, no problem. And then I locked up access to all the files that I'd been working on. So when they called me <laughs> and they're like, Hey, we don't have access to those access to those files. And I was like, Oh, that sucks. Oh, man, that's crazy. I'm like, you should talk to somebody who works there. <laughs> it's like, and that was it, you know? And I'm, I know they didn't get in. I know they didn't get into those files. I know they absolutely didn't get into those files. They didn't, they were, there was literally, I had built an access database. None of them even knew how to, (laughs) they barely could put information in there, much less build it. So there was no way they were getting in the back end of it. And then, yeah, no, that's, but yeah, I'm glad you, you were able to get that. That's a small victory, but you know, uh, Sester's office. So the best you could have done at that point would have been in the, go to the mayor and complain depending on the size of your town and that's just that's if there's no corruption (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah exactly because you know fiscal you'll you know people have heard this before but it's a true thing is you have a budget that you get every year in any kind of government agency and you have to spend that money so that you can reapply and get that money even if you if it's ridiculous I, i will tell you this that um the one of the offices that I worked for that worked as a contractor for the government, well, they basically were, they they had kind of the same thing. And so what they did, they bought fifteen thousand dollars worth of paper. What? So that, oh yeah, fifteen thousand oh dollars. No, no, it gets worse. They bought fifteen thousand dollars worth of paper to to make make up their fiscal year so that they spent the rest of their budget. 
Then they went and put it into a storage facility. The storage facility they put it in was an outdoor storage facility. And it all the paper got damp. So oh $15,000 of paper mache. That's all it was. It was a waste. Just so they keep that $15,000. And that's common. Places do that. <sighs> Companies do that. It's ridiculous. The Fatten Company is absolutely ridiculous. That, uh, you, you know, that kind of crap should just straight out be illegal. It should. You shouldn't be able, it, it's, you shouldn't be penalized for not spending your budget. First off, if you're giving, if you're giving a, a department a budget the, and you're the higher ups, you shouldn't sit there and say, well, you know, you guys had 15,000 left over. So we're going to give you $15,000 less this month, this year. That's, that's, that's not the way it works. Yeah. It depends on the projects and things right. that they have. It varies. Right. You know, and at FEMA, we had the Midwest flood and we had to deal with the Midwest flood, but like, you know, the year prior to that, there was there wasn't anything except the Sacramento levees, which are a constant state of emergency. And it's like, OK, but we're not going to spend the same amount of money during a flood that displaces hundreds of thousands of people as we are, you know, assessing and repairing a levy that's really not at risk of, you know, breaching. Mm -hmm. So but yeah, that's just. That's I'm I'm glad OP got a little bit of satisfaction out of it for sure. Mm -hmm. That's that's really what I care about. Yep. But yeah, it's just hmm. You 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 do you work yourself out of a job or other people get threatened and they'll lie about you. So that just sucks. So next we're gonna get into well because they're gonna segue into each other here pretty well. And since I said should be illegal, I I'm gonna start with the should be illegal, but isn't. And my honest one that I've just kind of been sticking with the whole day uh, since we talked about this is child pageants of any kind. Mm -hmm. Child beauty pageants. No, no they, they should be illegal. Any way you look at it, they are exploitation of, of kids. There are kids whose brains aren't developed, who don't know what they're doing, don't know, you know, what repercussions to anything that they're doing. And a lot of it is these parents who are just trying to make up for you know what they failed at in life yeah, and are taking it out on the kids high school mm -hmm. yeah and and you know and are just exploiting their own children and i'm sorry but i look at the world through a i will not be a victim's eyes and i look for predators in everything and i can't see anything that a predator would want more than to you know be like <laughs> i get to watch this show and watch all these little kids and they're putting all this makeup on and why, 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 why do they have these, you know, cause the last one I, that I heard they had bathing suit competitions for yeah, kids. It's so weird. Yeah. What, 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 who do you think you're appealing to in this? You know, um, there was a, uh, Hank Azaria had a short lived cartoon show, um, that was trying to get into the Fox lineup called border town. And in that they had a little miss Mexifornia. Mm -hmm. And in the little Mex in the little Miss Mexifornia pageant, they made a joke about it, but they were very serious about it. You know that their four judges were of you know the most prominent uh, registered sex offenders in town. You know, I mean, what what are you? <sighs> I just don't see no it should be illegal any way that something like that could be taken as anything innocent. Mm, no. It is extremely weird, and it's 
so wrong mm-hmm. to put your children in something that's going to judge them based on features and things and personality traits that they aren't even thinking about at that age that you're destroying their perception of the world at such a young age so when they do start getting you know their mm-hmm. hormones start coming in and mm-hmm. they start thinking about things it's just going to exacerbate the problems that we already have with being yeah. a teenager thinking that you're not good enough not pretty enough not smart enough not you know caring about the world enough not cool enough not mm-hmm. any of the things you're literally judging them before they even look at and judge other people really kids are you know they have no filter Right. So, yeah, they, they have to learn what's right and what's wrong, but they never think about those things when it comes to themselves because they're not there yet. Mm-hmm. And then the moment that they are there, they're going to look back at all those things. And if they never went, won anything, because it, it sets them up for failure no matter what, because if they won all the time, then you're setting them up to be most likely a horrible person that's always going to think that they're the best at everything. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be arrogant and they're going to be probably a narcissist. And they're, they're not, it's going to make them, it's going to make it so much harder for them but to the have friends. the parents already are. Like yeah. most of them are moms and you sit and you watch and you listen to these kids. The kids are, these daughters are doing it specifically to appease their mom. Mm-hmm. They're looking at their moms when they do a dance, right? And they do a dance wrong or something like that. Then they're like, oh, I'm so sorry, mommy. They're not looking at anybody else. They're not doing it for anybody else. They're not mm-hmm. doing it for the love and affection of caring of anybody else. And all they feel at is that if they don't do it, you know, that it lets you down uh, as a parent. And it's, and it's a parent who you failed in your own life, and now you're going to screw up somebody else's. Yep. And that's all there is to it. There, I, I can't imagine anybody coming out of that and being like, whew, ah, I'm good. Man, I'm so glad that my mom made me stand up on national TV, you know, dressed up in, in makeup that would make, you know, a televangelist's wife like embarrassed about the amount of makeup they put on them to try to make them pretty oh i'm pretty oh i'm cute oh i'm hot wait what you know mm. no this should never be in their vernacular their vocabulary their anything and and i'm and like all these moms are moms who have let themselves go in every way shape and form and have screwed up their own life and i guess are done screwing up their own life and so they're screwing up their kids and they're making their kids the obsession of somebody else and that's what you're risking. And I'm sorry, you know, go look up the JonBenet Ramsey and all these other kids that, you know, have been victims because of these other things because their parents pushed and forced them into it. Why? Because the kids just wanted the love of their parents. Yeah. And it's the same. It's the same thing that I always feel about kids and just what they want to do, mm-hmm. because I I mean, I even had to, to tell you because it's so hard when you're an adult sometimes to look at your kid and think you don't know what you want to do you have to remember that they're going to try things and not like them you have to remember that their you know attention span is not long at all right and so you give them time periods of you if you know if you if you want to get into things and you want to try things you want to try a million things you still have to be in it for this period of time Mm -hmm. and that's the deal and that's what you have to do and if you go through that period of time and you really tried and you didn't like it then okay we can try something else but i can these kids are doing it for forever Mm -hmm. they're going into it at four or five years old and then they're going through that for forever and it's not like they you know get too old for the child pageants and then they just stop they're forcing them into teen pageants mm-hmm. and then they grow up and then they're they don't have any sense of personality or any sense of self because all they're doing for forever is trying to please their parents yeah and how they don't you, know how, how can to you live. want to stop the exploitation of children when you're exploiting your children uh-huh. you know and we glorified it on television shows and you're, and and it's like what 
what are you doing? And yeah, I'm, I, you, you have called me out because I've been like, oh, well, you know, Tabby didn't stick to piano. Lily didn't stick to violin. So they get nothing. And it's like, no, get them onto the next thing. Find something that if it hits, it's mm-hmm. like, okay. And right and now once they have their grades up. We're, we're scared with Tabby because she's got like no interest in anything. Mm-hmm. But Lily's all for drawing. And we talked about it before where we want her to animate our funny moments and things. Yep. And so it's like, that's great. And she's been, you know, stuck with drawing for like the past three years now. Yeah. She's been gone from her little sketches and doodles to making full fledged digital art. And it looks great. And no, she's been looks animating. Good. I was shocked she drew up my character i was like she's like that's gonna be you i was like whoa yeah so it's it's great that she's found her thing she's Mm -hmm. found what she wants to do and so it's like you know they it takes time yeah and right now like i said with tabby it's kind of spooky because she doesn't seem to have an interest in anything robotics is still her is still her thing but we get her sets and stuff and she just doesn't do it so it's she's still still, lazy that's the thing yeah Yeah. because i mean (laughs) last year I spent, you know, $1,600 getting her an amazing race car. Yeah. This off-roading RC car that she wanted. And I was like, oh. Oh, all and of us were. Every single one of us loved was it. jealous. Right. Everybody loved it. It'll kick, man, it'll kick back leaves so fast. I mean, it rips across. I would love to see Roxy try to chase it. Oh, we should you charge know, it up tonight. You know what? I'm down. So, but, but then she just did nothing. But yeah. she wanted it for the year. Yeah. Like she was talking about it for literally the majority oh, of the yeah, year. She did not shut up about mm-hmm. it. Every chance she got, she'd bring it up. Have you and seen this nothing. video about it? Did you know the stats about it? Yeah. Did you know about the batteries and how long it takes to do She and would tell I us got everything. It and I thought she was going to choke me to death. She was so happy. And then oh, yeah. When she, she opened that, mm-hmm. and none of us knew that he got it for her nope. either. So when she opened it, every single person stopped opening their presents. Yep. And we're like, what? Because <laughs> every year somebody gets the main present, right? Yeah. And it's like, and it wasn't even and, like it was a main present because this was still last year. This is when mm-hmm. I got the iPad, so it was still yeah. like, but I just hadn't opened my iPad yet. So I was like, "What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she got an RC car? Little kid in me is screaming, and not, and yeah, kicking, not and punching RC the car, air. like a competition level RC car. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like the guy at the hobby shop, I was like, let's build this thing. Yeah, and, and she, we were going she through wanted, it. She like, wanted it specifically because she wanted to learn how to mod them. Mm-hmm. She wanted to be able to go through and learn the robotics and learn how to take apart and put it back together. Like, so she talked about it. everything. We modded it out. We got the, the bigger battery pack mm-hmm. on it and literally was like, all right, the first thing you got to do is now you got to figure out how to make this battery pack fit in here, fit in here because the adapter series doesn't work for it, but you can go ahead and do that through a simple little connection solder. Okay, I'll do it. Never did it. Yep. That thing has, I'm, I'm. It's still under her bed in her room. And I'm going crazy. I'm about to, I want to take it just so I can play with it. Just do it because <laughs> our backyard is so big we could have so much fun with it mm-hmm. and with the north lot yeah anyway but you know no i i like i said they should be illegal mm-hmm. period end of story sorry well let's go on to unpopular opinions and do you have any of those or do you want me to just jump into mine you can jump into yours okay. i have a feeling you have a lot to say and we don't have a lot of time so i, I do and i'm i'm going to give one exception caveat because i haven't studied it out well enough but i'm going to say this for the most part okay unpopular opinion time i believe that every drug that we currently have in the u.s should be made legal period end of story with the exception of fentanyl and only because i haven't done any actual research on my side of fentanyl and and again Everybody knows me. I'm a research and demographics analysis marketer. I literally sit down and I just look at numbers and I just look at facts. But I have looked and I have, you know, looked at drugs. I know what the effect is of drugs. I know how the destructive drugs are. 
And I will say that there is no more destructive drug anywhere in the world that I've seen with, again, not checking fentanyl. That's the last I'm going to say about it. But there is no more destructive drug that I've ever seen in the world than sugar. And if we're not going to outlaw sugar, then I don't think we should be outlawing cocaine. I don't think we should be outlawing meth. I don't think we should be outlawing LSD, mushrooms, weed, any of it. And, and here it is. I don't do that stuff. Okay. I'm not saying that because I want to be able to go out tomorrow and get high. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I, I, I smoked weed like a couple of times in my entire life. It made my clothes stink. It just made me tired. And that just wasn't my thing. Period. End of story. Just was like, okay. I'm good. But you know what? We, uh, the number one killer in the, in the U S isn't drugs. It isn't fentanyl. It isn't cocaine. It isn't, it isn't marijuana by any stretch of the imagination. It's not tobacco. Okay. It is heart disease. Heart disease is the number one killer of all of us. And heart disease comes from bad diet, bad food and bad, bad health habits. Do I think that tomorrow we should go out and just make all sugar illegal? No. Do I think that tomorrow we should, you know, go out and make eating illegal? Like you should, you, you should walk into the store, have to step on a scale, show your BMI, your BMI card, and then they can decide what foods you can buy. No, I don't. I am. He don't unknown Victa Latin. Okay. Do whatever you want in life as long as you don't make victims of other people. Treat it the same way you treat alcohol. You can't drive under the influence of alcohol. You can't, you know, you can't, uh, can't operate heavy machinery, go to work. You can lose your job if you're under the influence of that. Same thing. You go anywhere drunk off your ass and you can get arrested. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So, so run it that way. And you know what? Let the government regulate it. Let the government regulate it because if the government regulates it, it's going to stop messing people up Mm because you're not going to have a bunch of lace weed running around. Because government facilities aren't going to do that. Look, California, Nevada, everywhere that they have dispensaries that I've seen, the dispensaries are doing great. Yeah. And they're doing great. The quality of the product that they're putting out there is amazing for, for, you know, compared to like the cost of what it used to be, the likelihood of cross-contamination or something being laced and something messing with people and killing people is almost non-existent. Yeah. No, it is literally the smartest thing ever. Mm -hmm. Because it, it, and I understand that there are people that think them legalizing weed sucks because of a, a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it was one of the the smartest decisions because people that were, you know, getting arrested for having weed in their possession. First of all, anybody right now here, here's, it's not an unpopular opinion or anything, but it's just, here's my two cents. There is no such fucking thing as a goddamn gateway drug. Right. Okay. There is nobody literally sits there and goes, hey, I mean, I know that I've smoked weed now. Let me try cocaine. Like, that's not how it works. <laughs> nobody sat there with a cigarette and was like, oh, hey, now that I've, you know, smoked a cigarette. Let me like what? The, oh. Nobody said it about cigarettes. This OG white Kush was amazing. Pass the heroin. <laughs> right. Like, what, is, what, are the, what the fuck? Like, we're sitting here. We're watching. Um, Breaking um, Bad. Yeah. We're watching mm-hmm. Breaking Bad. And what is it? The the sister's husband, who's the he's a DOA, DEA, DEA. Yeah, that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's the DEA, and he's literally you know talking about how yeah weed gateway drug. And I'm like, I forgot <sighs> that was even a thing that people said mm-hmm. because I mean because since weed's been legalized, I haven't heard that at all anymore. Right. But I mean that's such a new thing. It's still such a new thing for weed to be legal, mm-hmm. and 
I haven't heard gateway drug, the term gateway drug at all because of it. And I just think that's funny. But anyways. My friends who were potheads when I first met them, no matter how old we were, are still potheads today. None of them have broken to anything bigger. My friend, uh, my friend who passed away, well, murdered himself, killed himself, suicide. Uh, Toby, right? He just straight started doing coke. He didn't care about anything else. He just he just wanted to be as high off of everything that he could get his pos- his hands on. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy was doing everything from whippets, you know, which is uh, uh, the was the I don't even know if it still is, but it used to be the expellent for whipped cream can, you mm. know, the little whip whipped cream things. Yeah, you turn it upside down. He would get high off of that. He got high off of everything that he wanted to because he wanted to get. He didn't sit there and go, well, I was fine, but then I smoked a cigarette, and it had that wacky tobacco. <laughs> and then the next thing I knew, cocaine. Yeah, it's just, it, it's such a weird concept mm-hmm. that anybody ever said. And the fact that there's so much research now about how weed is, has medicinal qualities, mm-hmm. it just, it, first of all, I think that is hilarious that it's like surprising to people. It's like, it's a plant. Mm-hmm. First, how, we drink tea for medicinal properties. Why are we surprised that another plant has medicinal properties to right. it? Like, we, but anyways. Well, no, we'll, I, we'll actually talk about that because there's a huge history behind weed, its medical benefits, the pharmaceutical industry wanting to basically, you know, eliminate com, uh, cambidiol, which is uh, what you're talking about as far as the beneficial parts of weed and everything that they did. And we'll, we'll we can definitely have an episode about that. That's mm-hmm. I, I've got a nice little education on that one, um, you know, and I just think. But like I said, I think all drinks, drugs should just be legal if they're legal here. First off. The cartels have less reason to use mules and to smuggle things and to bring them across the border. Yeah, they do because that's what happened with weed. I'm just tell everybody right now, weed used to be a big, huge commodity brought across the southern border. I know I got I I got offered and asked to to run it several times. Um, you know it used to go for really really good money. South American OG white Kush coming out of you know Argentina and in Colombia and those was a good crop, a good commodity. And then, you know, when it got legalized in enough places, it does, it's no, it's barely small. It's, you didn't ever see, you know, drug agents and, and DEA and border agents. I mean, we seized 340 pounds of marijuana. Yeah, No, it's not happening anymore. No, they're like, no, it's, it's legal out here because it's legal out here and people can grow it out here. People can grow it better um, than anything else. I wish Texas would legalize it. Not cause I want to smoke it or anything, but because the people who are out here that I walk by when I have Ugh. to smell them, I keep smelling this gross <sighs> banded stinking skunk weed that I'm just like, my gosh, you guys. And everybody <sighs> out here too, when you tell them that they're like, what? No, mm-hmm. the weed out here is great. I'm like, okay. And I thought that food was awful until I met Joey. Like I yep. just, I was over here eating Eggs. what uh, farm rich uh, French toast sticks and mm-hmm. egg waffles and overcooking my eggs and my version of healthy was eating an avocado every mm-hmm. once in a while and you know I had powdered donuts and we had chicken nuggets and taquitos in the freezer like we only ate that stuff mac and cheese all that crap sticky endo out here everybody would lose their minds like seriously it's but but that's that's the way way it happens so you have less less smuggling and with less smuggling going on that means that you have less of a profit for the cartels that means you have less people that are being smuggled less people that are being smuggled because they're smuggling these things you know the less crime that you're going to have the less crime that you're going to have the less you know 
let's be honest, the the sexual violence and the assault and everything that happens to these people that are crossing the borders with coyotes in this, it's atrocious. Mm -hmm. So you just start knocking into it. Do I say open the border? No, I say secure the border. Personally, I want to secure the border, not for any racist reason. I want to secure the border so that the cartels are, it's that much harder for the cartels. That's it. I want, I want the cartels to not be able to smuggle people. Make it harder for them and less profitable for them and make it something that just doesn't work. And if they can't have somebody, you know, smuggling eight balls across up their ass, that's going to make it less profitable for them. They're doing this numbers game right now. And it's where fentanyl's coming from. It's where cocaine is coming from. It's yeah. where meth is coming from. You know, yeah, we like Breaking Bad and we watch people that are cooking, but most meth isn't made in the U.S. anymore. Most meth is being brought up from the southern border because it's just hard as heck to get a hold of, you know, the stuff that you actually need in the U.S. And it's like, and and now you've got fentanyl, which, again, I'm going to do the research on it myself, and that's because I trust nobody. Yeah, and especially know. now that, I mean, I don't know if it's a big thing or not, or if it's just the police and the government trying to be like, hey, this is this is a thing now, mm -hmm. but the most recent thing has been people being, people freaking out about rainbow fentanyl right. to try to make it more appealing to kids, which I always think is weird. Like, the fact that they're they're suing Juul because of the fruity flavors <sighs> mm -hmm. of vape, I'm like, it doesn't matter what the flavor is. You realize that vaping is more appealing oh, than smoking a cigarette, right? Yeah, they, they've literally, they have to pull them all off the shelves. All of those are coming down. Yeah, I know. I've seen yeah. it, and I think it's so stupid because mm -hmm. I'm, I... The thing that I hate about anything that has to do with drugs and kids is that they always make it seem like the drugs are the reason why the kids are doing them. I'm like, what are you, how are you going to blame mm -hmm. a company? Well, because they're advertising to kids with fruity flavors. I'm sorry. I am 21 and I would rather have a fruity flavor than something coffee right? or whatever. I just like, what? I, I like fruit. I like fruity flavors. When I switched over to vaping at 40 and sat there and said, no, you know, I'm done with cigars. I'm done with these Jamaican sweet cigars, which anybody who knows what they were, they were amazing. Um, they disappeared off the planet, but you know, I came over and I was like, oh man, I had my watermelon, the sour watermelon, yeah. those I, but, but for the record, I also lost weight doing that, you know, it, because just... I was literally sucking back my candy in vapor form and then I wasn't having candy and I wasn't eating and I wasn't stressing things like that. I was actually able to, that was part of where I was able to fast for that long period of time. And then I quit vaping in the middle of it. And it was like, yeah. And I got off of, I got off of anything nicotine that when I was a kid, we had candy cigarettes. Right. We mm -hmm. had these candy cigarettes that they were in cigarette shape and you, you put it in your mouth and you could blow on it and little puffs of what was sugar. It was a, actually it was a cornstarch and sugar mm -hmm. that was surrounding it. And so it would puff out. So it looked like smoke. And oh, but literally most we didn't smoke. I didn't. I didn't smoke until I worked for Vallejo Sanitation and Flood Control. It's just you know, the I more and more that it's, it's around, like, the yeah. more desensitized people get to it. The more you tell a teenager who's going through their rebellious mm -hmm. phase, "Don't do this," they're gonna want to do it. Right. So if all drugs are legal, if vaping without nicotine is legal for a kid, if ever like all of those things, you just you make it so that it's always around, and people see like half the reason people I don't. I don't know that do I agree with that one, but but. I, but yeah, the, the point is still valid, but go ahead. To what? To whether or not we should allow kids to do it. Cause I don't want to allow kids to do any drugs. Well, I think this still should be like, maybe like a 16 or older kind of thing. Okay, And, and that's, yeah, that's different to me than, than the kid side of it. But, but here it is before that it's on the parents. Yeah. The parents are going to build, build what the kids are and what the kids do and what the kids have. My daughters, they know all the stuff. 
you know, Lily was like, huh, oh, I want to smoke weed. And then after, you know, being around it, she's like, nah, I'm good. It's like, there you go. Because I educated her enough on it and we, we talked about it enough and everything else that just realized, yeah, it's not going to play into what I want in life. And who knows, maybe she changes that opinion next week or, or maybe she doesn't. But that's what my job is as a parent, you know, because even even if, you know, let's let's say tomorrow, let's say the government hears all this and says, you know what? Stupid podcast right. on everything is right. Let's go ahead and just legalize cocaine. See how that works out. You know, tomorrow it's going to be like, hey, do you want some cocaine laced cereal? You know, it's like things like that. Like, nope, I'm just going to talk to my daughters about, hey, let's let me talk to you why you don't want to do this, you know, and let, let you make the decision. Because if you're going to make the decision, you're going to do it. Do it. Yeah, you know? that's the other thing. You know, it, They're going to make I don't... the decision whether you tell them mm -hmm. about it or not. Like, mm -hmm. I, you could only thing you could do is educate them. Right. And it's like, and you have to to be respectful of that. But no, I think all drugs should be legalized. I should think they should all be taxed, you know, as far as is for, for the government. And I don't think individuals should be taxed. I don't think that independent uh, individual taxation is, should be illegal and a hundred percent. And I just, I look at it and I go, no, do it. He don't unknown victim. If you want to kill yourself, if you want to destroy yourself, there's already enough ways to do it in this country. You know, mm -hmm. you can, you can do it through sugar. You can do it through fats. You can do it through not exercising. You can do it through overeating. You can walk into the store and you can buy enough food to give yourself diabetes and change your life forever. So no, I don't, I don't think that, you know, a drug that's, that's less addictive than sugar should be illegal period. End of story. You want to kill yourself and destroy yourself and you're not going to do other people in the process. Then cool. Regulate it as much as everything else. And people who are, in jail for possession of weed or distributing weed or driving weed and, you know, and, and our federal government, which should just legalize it across the board or at least drop it and make it a state issue, mm -hmm. do exactly what, what Roe v. Wade was actually about, which was an overreach of the federal government decide that, Hey, this isn't a class one. This is not something that we need to take. We need to allow each state to regulate it on their own mm -hmm. and go that route. Great. You know, but it is what it is, and it's all about control. It's all about control. It's not about the consequence, because if they really cared, there are steps that they would take to stop kids from being victims across the border. Mm -hmm. But it's not. You know, it, it's not. It, it never has been. It is when everything is a political play. Why aren't we hearing about, about the border right now? Why aren't we hearing about, you know, illegal immigration right now? Where, where is all this stuff, all these promises, and all, the, all these things that people cared about so much. Well, it's where the elections are over. So now it's all back to business as usual and corruption as usual. It's, it's just, no. So that's me. That's my unpopular opinion. Apparently you agree with me on my unpopular opinion, mm -hmm. even a step further than, than mine. <laughs> so that's good. But like I said, I'll, I'm going to do more research on fentanyl and just take a look at it. Cause I really haven't, I just didn't think of it as an effect in my life, but I will because I want to because I always like to do that. So for right now, I think it's time to have a nice uh, Asian dinner. Let's make some rice. I'm going to go ahead and mm. do some stir fried rice and we'll do some uh, some dumplings and some egg flour soup. And it sounds good to me. Sound good to you? Mm -hmm. All right. And with that said, thank you so much again for joining us on the stupid podcast on everything. Again, I'm Joey and I'm Kiki. This has been our afternoon dive. We look forward to seeing you tomorrow. And remember that which does not kill you. Probably wants to legalize drugs too. <laughs> peace out with your peace out. Bye.